0: ABF Creator. Oh. ABF mm-hmm. Today is a nice peaceful day. But the problem with peace is that it's so darn boring. <laughs> no oliver. I've scrubbed the cabin walls, mopped the floors, and I've mowed the grass at least three times this week. My duties are done. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Did you just see something move at the edge of the forest over there? Mm. I'm convinced your eyes aren't all there cracked up to be, Oliver. Okay, I'm going into the forest to investigate. I could use a walk anyway. Gotta keep my bad leg moving, (laughs) so it doesn't seize up. (sighs) Let's see, that's seven minutes of good walking. I'm pretty beat. Time for my afternoon nap, huh? (laughs) Wait a minute. Who do these footprints in the mud belong to? <laughs> That's a pretty big footprint. Hmm. Based on the marks between footprints, it's almost as if this person doesn't fully lift their feet off the ground as they walk. Maybe it's not human. <gasps> Could it be? I remembered hearing the rumors, but I never thought it was true. It's Bigfoot! Bigfoot is in Red Room Forest! Oh, hi there, children. You arrived just in time. (laughs) Look at this footprint I found in the mud. I think these footprints belong to Bigfoot. He's real. And he's here. Don't look at me like that. There's no other explanation. I know this might be a little scary, but... Would you like to join me on a hike so we can catch this Bigfoot? It, uh... It might be too dangerous to let him wander around freely. (laughs) What? As long as I tell you a story along the way. (laughs) Well, of course. (laughs) I know you love my scary stories. And I have the perfect one for you today. (laughs) Come on, let's get going. Something with feet that big could probably cover a lot of ground in a short amount of time, huh? Walk ahead of me, children, so I can see you all. (laughs) All Alright, let me begin the story. This one... you'll never forget.
1: (laughs) It was the thunder that woke Clyde from a sound sleep but it was the sound of the branches shaking violently against his window that made him lurch straight up in bed and go to his window to investigate. Clyde opened the curtain and peered through the glass into the inky blackness. The moon was full, but in the pitch blackness of the storm, it seemed like there was no moon at all. Eyes, still blurry from sleep, he knocked over the giant snow globe he kept on the edge of his desk, landing with a thunk on the floor disappearing under the bed. Shoot, Clyde mumbled, hoping the sound didn't wake his dad down the hall. Clyde looked back out the window and straight into a pair of bulging yellow eyes. Clyde jumped back, his horror growing as he saw those horrible glowing eyes belong to the snarling wolf somehow crouched on the branch outside of his second-story window. Frozen in fear, Clyde watched as the wolf reached out a mangy arm and extended a long, hooked claw to the window, making a tap-tap-tapping sound that was now sickeningly familiar. Little pig. Little pig. Let me come in. Uh, nope, Clyde said turning and running for his bedroom door and turning on the light. Help, Dad, he shouted as he yanked the door open. Dad, he's going to get me. Within seconds, his father came barreling down the hall like a football player, skidding into Clyde's room and shoving Clyde behind him protectively. Let me at him, his dad roared, keeping Clyde behind him and scanning the whole room. After a moment, he looked at Clyde. There's no one here. You about scared your old man to death. Clyde pointed to the window and stuttered. There is someone, Dad. I swear, it's a wolf. A talking wolf. A werewolf. Clyde's father scowled at him. He marched over to the window and yanked it open. Dad, don't! There was nothing outside. Clyde rushed across the room, pointing at the now empty tree. I'm telling you, Dad, there was a werewolf sitting in the tree, Clyde said, his heart sinking as his dad only offered him a frustrated look. This full moon has gone to your full head. Go back to sleep, son, his dad said with a sigh, pulling the window closed again. And I'm rethinking being the cool dad that lets you watch scary movies. There's such a thing as knowing too much about creepy crawly things, including werewolves. With that, he left the room and firmly shut the door behind him. Clyde sighed, slipping back under his covers, and even though he was determined to stay awake until morning, he drifted into an uneasy sleep. (laughs) Clyde startled awake in the darkness, stared wide-eyed across the room, where his bedroom window was somehow opened wide. Cold gusts of wind sending freezing raindrops pouring across his desk. Forget this, Clyde said, slamming the window shut and locking it tight. Everything on his desk was soaked through. And after trying to dry his wooden ruler on his t-shirt, he realized he was going to need a towel. No such thing as werewolves, Clyde murmured to himself as he opened the linen closet in the bathroom. No. Such. Thing. Clyde froze, a towel half out of the closet. Did the shower curtain just move? Dad? There's no such thing as werewolves, came a sing-songy whispered voice from behind the shower curtain. No such thing. Clyde ran for it, dashing out of the bathroom, down the hall and back into his bedroom, kicking the door behind him so it would close and landing on his bed. As Clyde scrambled up on his bed, he realized with horror the door hadn't closed behind him. He felt something furry wrap around his ankle. Clyde opened his mouth to shriek, but no sound came out. Sharp nails dug into his skin and yanked, dragging him toward the edge. Ah! Roared a voice from just below the foot of the bed. Clyde mustered all the strength he could and kicked his free leg over the foot of the bed, making contact with something furry that let out a sharp yelp, and then Clyde's other foot was released. Clyde scrambled backward on his bed, staring in terror as the werewolf sprung up, howling as it reached its full height. I hate it when I'm right, Clyde groaned aloud, flinching at the sound of the werewolf's howl. Its enormous head pressed against the ceiling, flattening its ears, its claws scraping against the floor as it shifted its weight. You're mine now. The werewolf yelled, snarling loudly, as it drew closer to where Clyde pressed himself against the top of his bed. Thankfully, Clyde's reflexes kicked in. He lunged over onto his stomach, hanging off the side of his bed, his hand desperately scrambling for what he was looking for. Where is it? Clyde groaned desperately. Found it! Clyde yelled, lurching upright to face the werewolf as it crept closer to the bed, its head rubbing against the ceiling, its toes scraping against the floor. Clyde pulled his arm back, ready to launch the snow globe he'd pulled from under the bed. The werewolf froze, tipping its head to the side, following the ball in Clyde's hand as he got ready to throw it. This just might work, Clyde whispered. With all his might, Clyde flung the snow globe towards the closed window and straight into the glass. The window survived, but the snow globe burst into shards of glass. You missed. The werewolf growled in wicked delight, now crouched on the bed. I won't. Clyde didn't bother telling the werewolf he wasn't aiming for him. He just leaped off the bed and flung himself onto the desk, grabbing the item he hoped he would find, his wooden ruler. But it was still so wet it flew out of his hand and across the room. Clyde's heart sunk as the werewolf bared his teeth, before suddenly swinging his enormous head towards the bedroom door. Clyde? What's happening? (laughs) Clyde's dad burst through the bedroom door and ran straight into the werewolf, falling backwards as his eyes traveled up to take in the beast's full height. Dad! The ruler! Without missing a beat, Clyde's dad grabbed the ruler from the floor. Ha! His dad yelled, holding the stick up like a trophy before wrinkling his brow at its small size compared to the gigantic werewolf in front of him. Clyde, what exactly am I supposed to do with this? Play fetch! Clyde yelled as he unlocked the window and yanked up until it opened wide, rain and wind pouring in. Great idea, son, his dad called back. The werewolf roared, its jaws opening so wide it seemed he could swallow them whole. Go get it, Clyde's dad yelled, flinging the stick across the room and out the window. Clyde leapt aside as the werewolf, teeth bared and howling, chased the stick out the window, crashing into the tree and falling to the ground below. Yes! Clyde shouted as he slammed the window shut. Good job, son, Clyde's dad said, standing next to him at the window, searching for any sign of the werewolf in the darkness outside. After double-checking the locks on all of the doors and windows in the house, Clyde and his dad settled in the kitchen to wait for dawn. Ice cream for breakfast? Clyde's dad asked, opening the freezer. (sighs) Sure. Clyde said with a yawn getting out the spoons. It'll keep us awake till the sun comes up. Won't be long now his dad said as they set the things on the kitchen table. "'Dad, your arm is bleeding,' Clyde said in alarm, noticing the curved set of deep red punctures partially hidden by his dad's sleeve. "'Did that thing bite you?' "'Oh, that's nothing, son,' he said, offering Clyde the ice cream container. "'I'm sorry I didn't believe you about the werewolf,' he added. "'It's okay, Dad. It sounded a little crazy,' Clyde replied with a yawn. The events of the day were finally catching up with him. I'm just glad you came back when you did. I'm just glad there won't be another full moon until next month. His dad replied with a laugh, pulling Clyde into a hug. Me too, Clyde said into his dad's shoulder. Geesh, dad, Clyde said. When did your beard start going all the way around your neck? His father did not reply. Instead, he pulled Clyde into another hug,
0: and growled in his ear. (sighs) And that's the story. It was pretty scary, am I right? Is anyone else as disappointed as I am we haven't found this old Bigfoot yet? I know there's something out here. Strange things have been happening at Camp Redrum lately. Something spooky and supernatural is happening. And I'm starting to think they're coming for me. Maybe I've overstayed my welcome here. All right, Mm. let's head back and get something to eat. How about it? Follow me. (laughs) Children, there it is. Another footprint from Bigfoot right there on the left. I told you he's real and he's here. This footprint is fresh. Which means he was here just moments ago and we didn't even see him. Take a look at how close the footprints are together. He must be quite tall. And his feet don't move too far as he walks, huh? He doesn't even lift his leg fully. (laughs) It's almost like a shuffle. Oh, what's so funny now? You kids are always laughing at the wrong time. (laughs) What'd you say, Oliver? These kids think these footprints are my own? Well, that sounds bizarre. (laughs) So what if this is the same path I walked down earlier? That doesn't mean the footprints are mine. Whatever those footprints belong to has a pretty bad shuffle. Almost like they have a long-term leg injury. (laughs) Oh. Huh. If you kids knew this the whole time, why did you make us waste time looking for Bigfoot? You just wanted to hear a story, huh? Well, well guess what? No more stories for you. (laughs) Oliver, next time they show up, remind me that I'm all out of stories, huh? Thank you. And furthermore, even if these footprints belong to me, Bigfoot is still out there. Something is happening around here. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Jeez! I did not come here prepared for rain. Come on, kids. Time to get out of here. Owl of <laughs> fun with the worms. <laughs>